0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. This is Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Innovative thoughts from baseball's best coaching minds from around the world. Brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Now your host, former USA Baseball National Team coach, Peter
1: Caliendo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us on Baseball Outside the Boxes, a show that loves to interview baseball's best coaching minds who love the challenge of status quo. And we are thrilled that you can join us for another episode. We are just back from the awesome, awesome country and island of Tenerife, Spain. I'm going to talk about that because what a program we had there for a week. It was outstanding. Before I do, just a couple quick announcements. One, don't forget. Um, email me at Caliendo19 at gmail.com. Um, you know, as you know, Caliendo Sports International, we take teams all over the world for competition, cultural experiences. Um, you know, we take baseball, softball. We've taken lacrosse. We've taken um, volleyball, soccer. We can take any sport that you like anywhere in the world for that eight to nine days, cultural sports experience. Take your team or join one of our teams. You could join us as a player, as a coach. There's many ways to gain international experience. And I'm telling you, you know, I've been in the game a long time internationally, and it is the most exciting and most satisfying of all. You meet some great people. It's that one experience. And remember, if you're a travel team, if you're, you know, whatever team you may be, high school, um, you've done a lot of things. You've taken travel teams around the country into tournaments, in the competition. There's a lot of those, the, and they're all great. Um, but you know what? Take them to that one international experience, one time. Now's the time to do it because you can start organizing. We organize everything for you. you, you name it, hotel, our own bus the whole time, our own driver, sightseeing, games, umpires, referees, whatever it is, it's all organized, all taken care of, the parents and players join us. It's one big group. We take the group overseas. You're with us all the time with our staff at Caliano Sports International. So if you want to join us uh, learn more about it, email me, kalendo19 at gmail.com. Also want to mention, as you know, I'm vice president of the International Sports Group, um, President Tom O'Connell, and uh, the ISG Baseball, we have for over 30 years, I, it's been over 30 years, doing coaching training programs around the world. Um, we basically sent two, three coaches on a weekend um, to that country. All the countries, are uh, country coaches, I, I should say, come from all over, for a great weekend of education, whether it's classroom, sometimes in a gym. Um, There's a lot of interaction going on with the coaches. Uh, We take care of our coaches going there and we work with the federations and basically housing them and feeding them uh, at a hotel for that weekend. So it'd be roughly a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, sometimes well, we actually come in on Thursday. Um, If you're interested, if you're a country that wants to check out this program, just email me. Caliendo19 at gmail.com. And by the way, for any sponsors out there, let me tell you what a great way to sponsor something all over the world, education, educating coaches in the game of baseball. So let let me know, and uh, I will be in touch with you. Hey, folks, um, it's been an l- interesting week. Let me tell you, one of the most exciting times I've had in the game of baseball. I've had some great ones, and this is at the top. Um, I was very lucky to be asked by the Secretary General, Kruno Karen of WBSC, Sep. Um, which is the European Baseball Federation, governing baseball in Europe, doing a fantastic job. Cruno uh, and um, everybody there is outstanding. They're doing fantastic at developing the game. They keep growing the game in Europe, as you know. But I was very honored. He asked me to be a coach for the first annual Euro Baseball Winter League. Now, I know Winter League sounds like a league. Um, that happens to be the name of the, uh, of the event. But what it really was was 48 players. It's the first time. 48 players from all over Europe, 18 and under, going to Tenerife, Spain. Um, All the federations in Europe received the information, and they were able to recommend two players. They wanted to get two top players from that country. The idea was and is, still is, to bring in the best European players at that age group, give them more competition, more games. Right now is just a week. Next year, they're looking at 11, 12 days. Uh, Give them more competition, give them outstanding coaching, Um, training. They can do practices. Um, We actually practiced on the field. We also had classroom work. Um, We're going to enhance this program a lot more. And I want you to know about it. I I really want you to experience it because it was an outstanding experience. And if I'm a federation, take a look at sending two of your top players, you know, even if you have to pay for their airfare there, their housing, all that, or maybe it can be a split. Uh, There's many ways to do this, find a sponsor. It's really a great benefit because the, you know, what the, guys got out of this, not only playing with players from other countries um, in Europe, playing alongside them, training alongside, competing against them, because we also had a little miniature tournament, you know, and uh, and yes, I'll brag a little bit, unfortunately, or fortunately, the way you want to look at it, um, you know, there was a little luck in this, I was the manager of the winning team in a tournament, but really, the reason we won, I want to tell you about it, because this is part of the show, and that is... Um, everybody thinks, you know, you go out and get some of the best players um, and that it's going to make you a great team. I think we all understand all the best players on a team are not always going to be a winning team. It's the quality players that really mean it. I remember being an in independent ball. Sure, we wanted top players in independent professional baseball. When I recruited for the different leagues and different teams, I wanted the, some very good players. But the number one question was, what's their character? Are they good teammates? Um, yeah, I wanted to match the character, the teammate part, with the athlete, because we want you know certain things in, in players, whether it be pitching or defense or hitting, um, we want to see certain skills that kind of work together in the type of team you're putting together. Um, but at the same time, character was big, and with this team, you know these guys knew it. They didn't have maybe the best talent in the world, um, but you know, or best talent at that event. With the 48 players that were in from Europe, and they were all the way from you know Czech Republic, Spain, uh, you know Hungary. Uh, Lithuania, Slovakia, um, you know, some of the players from Spain had moved to Spain and they were from Cuba, Venezuela, and a Dominican, but now are in Spain and play for the Spanish teams. So there was a lot of great competition. And it's interesting that, you know, the MVP of the tournament was one of our players from Lithuania, Martin, I call him. What a fabulous individual. He had. He he was part of that chemistry because he kept the team loose. Um had Murgens, another guy that kept the teams loose. Uh, Want to give a shout out to him. I mean, we had a lot of good players and a lot of good kids, and they really got along well. You know, lost our first game. Could have gone downhill from there, right? Nope. These guys battled. They kept going. They believed. Um, and you know what? Uh, our coaching staff, I got to give them so much credit. First of all, Mark Juanita, um was one of our coaches. He was actually a pitching coach. You know, he did give signs to the pitchers. Our first day we didn't, and then we kind of gradually built into that um, because it was a short event. You know, and the players want to win, right? So you want to give them the best ability to win in that short event right away. Now, the idea is to get catchers to train themselves, work with the coaching staff, work with the pitchers, and start calling pitches as young as possible. Yes, I'm a big believer in that. I'm not a believer in waiting to high school and college to start calling pitches. I believe you get these kids that, you know, even if it's, fastball changeup and you got them at 11 12 years old whatever the pitch may be hopefully it's fastball changeup. nothing else for now at that age um but if you do happen to have a curveball then it's you know another signal just make sure they can get them over for strikes important thing is what i really believe in is that they start making the calls now i know what coaches are going to say well i'm going to lose games well that's sometimes you know losing games whether it's practice games it's not maybe not tournaments um you know what that's a learning experience because when they come in, you could talk about why did you call that pitch? What did you think in that situation? What, what did you think about the hitter? Um, you know, a good way to do this is, yeah, you start calling pitches little by little, you know, you call them. So they start getting a pretty good idea of what you, you know, what it takes to call pitches because it's an art. So, but if you can start them at the younger ages, fastball change up, and maybe zones, you know, up, down, um, inside, outside, a diagonal you know throwing a pitch up here and then one down here i mean there's many ways to to do that and you know what now they start to learn on their own a little bit and then once they feel comfortable like okay i get i got an idea i gotta look at the catcher's feet i gotta look at where his stance is does he stand too close to the plate does he stand away from the plate up in front back is he moving his feet uh what kind of stance is he a crouch stance does he have a a high stance um, that, that also can tell you some of the pitches he can see and some of the pitches he may be able to hit. Did you watch him in batting practice as a catcher and pitcher? If they do take batting practice before a game or on deck, when they take a swing, because a lot of those swings on deck and in the, in, um, uh, in BP or batting practice are going to be very similar. Not going to be able to change their swing come game time. Um, they're going to have the same swing they have till they change it when it comes to training, if they need to change something. So, you can start training your catchers at a very young age. You start calling the pitches. They start learning. Then you let them on their own a little bit. Then you mix it up. Um, one inning you call. Another inning they call. There's so many ways to do this uh, to get them to be knowledgeable because if you can get them to learn how to do that, boy, when you get to high school and college, you're going to be so much better. So we did that, um, again, with our pitching coach from Spain, also with the F- Spanish Federation, uh, Mark Juanita, Uh outstanding job for him. Um, there's no doubt about it, we would have never won that event. Um, I'm going to give a shout out to Leo, our coach from uh, Venezuela, who now lives in Tenerife, Spain. Hey, also, the great coaching staff that we had during this event. Um, now, remember, it's education, right? Yeah, you want to give them a tournament, give them some fun, give them training on the field, classroom work. There's a lot of education going on, but this was all headed up by Double A Coach with the Atlanta Braves. Um, they are legends there. Nestor Perez, junior and senior. Um, they've been there a long time, especially senior. Uh, the, na- the field is named after him in Tenerife, Spain. Astral Turf Field, right on the ocean. Hotels right near it. Um, just a great, great place. And, and they've been running some great programs there. Not just this one, but camps for kids all over Europe. Um, we're looking to take one of our uh, teams from the U.S. there to compete and to have some fun and you know build that cultural uh, baseball experience there. Um, also, our man, we had a great pitching coach, Manny Olivera, and Manny Double A. Um, first of all, with the Cubs, um, he was with several, uh, you know, major league teams. He's outstanding. He had all the technology there working with the guys. The guys really loved it, and you can see the pitchers within days just on spin rate, understanding the grip because they could see it on, you know, on the Rap Soto. They can see the angle of the wrist and start making adjustments and. And then next, thing you know, I mean, these are just actual results on what because they saw themselves on video, they saw the statistics behind it right there live. Then they worked on a couple things, and it's amazing. Right into the next game, it helped a lot of pitchers, not just on our team, but the other two teams also. So shout out to Manny. I mean, I hope, I want to try to shout as many people as I can here, but um, Alex Durhack was the Czech, uh, another manager um, who's the Czech national team. Go listen to him. It's the episode prior to this, baseball outside the box. Remember. Um, he's from the Czech Republic, an American who played, you know, he played college baseball in the U.S. and coached in Australia, played in Australia also. Um, he was one of the coaches. Tomas from the Czech Republic, a former, now current, still playing, and also national team coach. Um, we had Dr. – and, and I, want, I don't want to mispronounce it, but I think I'm going to – and Noah. Uh, Dr. Noah talked on nutrition, mental health. I mean, she was outstanding. She was there all the time during – the whole event to make sure everything goes well, anything the players needed. Angel, our buddy, he is the um, uh, clubby for the Atlanta Braves champion Atlanta Braves. He's in the minor league system. This guy's going to be in the big leagues. Antonio was there. Jose Luis Rivera was the other manager from Spain who had one of the other teams. Uh, I'm sure I missed some people, but you know there's just the whole staff was outstanding. Um, Antonio, by the way, was the athletic uh, trainer. Uh, what a great background he has. And he talked about, you know, uh, flexibility, strength, uh, mobility. He also talked about sleep, you know, and there's sort of many discussions. I mean, think of the professionals we had at this camp. Um, it was incredible, not to mention the scouts that were there. There were some scouts there internationally, um, other Spanish coaches uh, from Tenerife. We had players from Tenerife, you know, so I got to tell you, A shout-out to Nesta Perez, Euro Baseball Winter League. Outstanding. One of the best experiences I've ever had. And I'm going to tell all the European Baseball Federations, the reason I'm doing this show right now is I want you to go ahead and take a look at this. Get a hold of Nesta. Get a hold of me at caliendo19 at gmail.com. I'll put you in touch. Um, And you've got to send a couple players. Next year, we want to have a couple players from every country, and then we're going to have four countries possibly that might have eight players each. Those will be the four teams. Then we fill in the rest with the players coming from all the countries, and it will be a tremendous experience. More days, we're gonna even make this program even better. And listen, you don't have to talk to me. You know, we can push in touch with the players. The players had so much fun. What a cultural experience! What a you know life experience, growing experience. But not to mention all the baseball stuff that we did was outstanding. Um, And I got to tell you, what was my message to the players? Remember I said that. Well, you know, these are players I've never seen before. Uh, The other coaches never saw their team. We got together. We had one practice, you know, and then rock and roll into the tournament right away um, as we're doing our you know, classroom work and everything else that we were doing. We're all staying at the same hotel. Um, You know, what was my message to them? It was simple. Hey, listen. You can only do what you can do up till now. How well you play now is how well you're going to play. Don't try to do more. Um, You do more in practice and training. That way you become better, and then it'll transfer into the game. Um, But right now, do what you can do. Do your best. But more importantly, be smart. Make decisions. Think ahead. Think what somebody else would do, your coach would do, you would do. That situation, situation comes up. An example, tie ball game, first and third, right? You got nobody out, maybe one out. Uh, possibly, let's say you got two outs first and third. tie ball game, ninth inning, you're the um, visiting team. It could be a situation where your ninth hitter's up. You got two outs. You want to take a risk. You do a walk-off at first base, see if the defense can react to that, especially if they haven't played together. You possibly get that run in and take the lead. Um, you know, we've had players make that decision during the event. Um, we've had players make their own decision that you know they weren't hitting real well. They put a bunt down third. Got on base. Now we got first and second, nobody out um, where maybe if they swung the bat, maybe they didn't get a hit. I mean, there's so many things. Uh, that's what I love about this. We had players make decisions on on stealing bases. Yeah, I let them make the decision. Now, if I felt there was a critical time, I might put the stop sign on. But during this event, I wanted them to make the decisions. If they had an idea, if they had an idea about the lineup, because I didn't know the players. When I made the lineup, I discussed it with them. If they had an idea how to maybe change the lineup or – Positions, they know players that play a better position. I thought they might be good at one position, but they've seen them longer. Input to the manager, input to the coaches, communication is so critical. Don't have that ego and say, oh, I know it all. I'll make the decision because I'm the manager. Nothing wrong with input, folks. You still make the final decision, but there's nothing wrong with getting input from your players, coaches, or anybody else that you think has some knowledge that maybe you need to have to make that final decision. Um, so that was my message to the players. Go out and have fun. You know, what's fun? Fun is making decisions. Make a decision on his base pass. The ball's in front of you. Hey, it's life. You think you can make it? Make it. Know the outs. Know the arms of the outfielder. That's your responsibility, not mine. I've got to know it also um, from the standpoint of the ball's behind you. I'll make that call, right, if I'm coaching third base. But the ball's in front of you make that call, make that decision. You'll make it much quicker. By time I give you a signal and you react because you've got to see it visually. You've got to, that visual part's got to get into the brain. The brain's got to tell the body, wow, that takes a little bit of time. I know the body and the brain are so, so uh, important. I mean, so fantastic that they can react pretty quick, but not as quick as if you made the decision on your own. If you made a decision on your own, you may make a mistake, but you'll learn from that mistake. And again, you make a good decision if you're prepared to make a decision and if you have the proper information and know how to get that information. You're on base. What are you going to do? Look at the outfielders. How deep are they? Are they right? Are they left? Have you seen the arms? What about the wind? Um, there's so many things you can, you know, put into your brain. How, how many outs? What's the score? You've got to know that, right? Are we down by a lot? Are we up a lot? Um, are we, we need a run. You know, are there two outs? I might be, you know, I might have to be a little bit more aggressive. Get the third because you can score more, you know, from third base than you can from second with two outs. I know people say don't make the last out of third base, but well, that depends. I don't want to take aggressiveness from my players. That's my philosophy. I want people to be smart and aggressive. And sometimes you're going to take that chance if that's that ninety nine percent chance that you're going to be safe at third. Take it. You know, obviously, if the if the if the uh, chances are lower, then maybe you won't take that chance to make the third out, but. Um, we had players that made some great decisions and yes, we had some players that didn't make fantastic decisions. And how did we react to that? Um, we simply went in and asked a simple question. How did you make that decision? What information did you get to make that decision? Why did you make that decision? Interesting. Because I learned by listening to the players talk. Um, I learned from them something I didn't know and I didn't realize. Um, they also learned from me because Maybe, you know, when they gave me an answer, I said, Well, did you think about this? Um, did you realize that there were nobody out? The hitter on deck is three and four, four and five, and they've been really good and they've been hitting the ball really hard. And we got first and third, and you're maybe a good runner, a pretty fast runner, but not fast enough. The timing wasn't there. The pitcher was fast to home. The catcher had a decent throw. I mean, many situations, Do you want to take that chance stealing second, and now you got a man on third. With one out and your better hitter's coming up, or do you want first and third with your better hitter's coming up? Yes, you can hit into a double play. That's a situation, so you can be staying out of double play. Or you could also take a side of an inning um, because maybe the pitcher was struggling a little bit, so maybe you might even get a walk, and then another good hitter coming up. There's so many things to think about ahead of time, and all I asked the players was, hey, listen, you make the decisions. You make it with good information by thinking ahead, Um, thinking one or two Plays ahead, maybe an inning ahead. Um, what about up at, up the bat? You know, there's decisions you're going to make there. No, how many outs are there? What's the count? What do you think I'm gonna? This pitcher is going to throw me. Those are decisions. Those are things you're thinking about in your mind prior to hitting because you don't want to think about your mechanics. But when you're thinking about um, maybe where you're going to hit the ball, or maybe what the count is, when you're thinking about that, it's taken away from you thinking about your body my movement patterns all that stuff that really you know my mind, is mind-boggling um so I, you know i let the players know what pitch would you throw in this situation it's a 2-0 pitch he's got two pitches he hasn't been getting over his breaking ball real well don't you think a fastball coming 2-0 hey good time to hit sometimes the question came up can i hit the first pitch well does that depend on what what the score is maybe we need four or five runners I mean we're down four five runs, six runs. We need runners on base. It's late in the game. Maybe you might want to take some pitches and then you got to battle with two strikes. Um, or is it a situation we got second and third, and you know, I'm I'm down two, but I got a good t- you know, a great pitch that I love. And if I could drive it, it'll score two runs. Hey, let's take that chance. Why? Because you may never get that pitch in that situation. Once they get that one strike, now they're not throwing, they're not gonna try to throw in that zone, and who knows if they're gonna make that mistake twice. Now they're hitting the corners off-speed pitches. Now you're behind in the count. So I believe that if you have that one pitch that you really love, sometimes you've got to take a hack at it, and you got to have confidence in your players. Um, you got to let them know, hey, you're a good hitter. If you see your pitch and what's your pitch, understand what that pitch is. If you don't know what your pitch is, you can't go up the hit um, because you're looking for that one pitch in that situation. A uh, situation came up, so one of the players asked me, you know, hey, it's 3-0. and Can I – you know, i got a man on second. One out, you know. If I like the pitch, going to go after it. Sure. We looked at the score. What was the score? Tie ball game. Um, man on second base. Very good hitter up. Why take away from a really good swing and a base hit and possible scoring? Um, a lot of times when the runners are on second base, we let them know ahead of time. Also, um, you know, hey, you tell me what the outs are, and I'll get into that in a second. But we may we let the hitters know. That with two outs, they're gonna be scoring from second base, okay? Till we stop you. If we stop you, you're gonna be diving back to the base because that means we're making a close or we're trying to draw a throw to get the runner, batter runner to second base. Um, So we're making those decisions split second. So you gotta be diving back, but we want them to know that because they have to also take a really good aggressive secondary, smart one, know that the catcher was gonna throw back, pick to a shortstop or second base at second, trying to get them if they don't get back right away. Um, so again, we're educating, but we're asking questions of the players. So this, that's why I tell you that this was an exciting, exciting week because, man, we got to do a lot of coaching, but we got to do a lot of asking. We found out a lot of information from the players, um, and we knew what they could, could not do at that particular moment. I think they learned a lot also. So uh, let me tell you, um, one of the best trips I've ever had, again, the Euro Baseball Winter League in Tenerife, Spain. Folks, uh, this is a short show. Wanted to give you some information on what we did in Tenerife. Um, you know how we worked with the players. Some of the things we did with the players. There was a lot more than that. Um, but you know we interacted with them. I should throw this in there. When we had classroom, and there was a lot of interaction. It wasn't just a lecture, right? Get guys up, doing things, showing them, demonstrating with them. Um, you know, uh, asking questions to them, letting them answer the question. If you got even more time, I love to have some interactive stuff. Give them some baseball cards. Or or maybe you've got some special gift, I have some wristbands, you know, that I might want to give out to somebody who did really well and explained something really well. That gets guys and gals motivated to be more of a participant, which I was not when I was young because I hated to participate. I was so scared to give the wrong answer. But we got to encourage young people not to be afraid. Give the answer. I wish I had that when I was younger. Um, Give an answer. Let, you know, whatever the answer is, the answer is, all right, you're going to learn from it. Life, life goes on. It may not be a great one. and It could be a fantastic one, and we could all learn from it. So, again, folks, uh, don't forget, check us out, baseballoutsideofthebox.com. Please continue to send us, our, you know, our information, social media. The show keeps growing, growing, growing. And I got something special coming up because the show is going to expand. Yes, baseball outside the box will be expanding. We'll explain more as we get a little closer. Um, we continue to go around the world. Also check me out on CopaBe podcast. Google CopaBe C O P A B E podcast. We interview some people around the world in CopaBe. CopaBe represents North Central South America and the Caribbean. It's the governing body of the sport. Some of the best baseball countries in the world are part of CopaBe. Uh, check out that podcast. Uh, you know I'm I'm honored to be the uh, the host on it, and I love talking international baseball. So the other thing is don't forget, um, go to Facebook, Twitter. Facebook, Peter Caliendo, Twitter, Baseball Out, Um, Instagram, caliendo.peter, email caliendo19 at gmail.com, email anytime, any questions you might have, any guests you might want. Um, And please, have an open mind. Uh, The shows are not always going to bring you what you believe. And if you don't believe in something that we're discussing with with a uh, guest, okay, that's fine. Bring your research. Come on to the show if you like. You know, we just want to get information out there. You've got to make the determination whether you want to use that information as a coach, player, parent, whoever you may be. Um, Are we always right in bringing the right guests or the right information? Of course not. Um, We just love to bring it out to you. You decide and do us a favor. Don't get mad because we bring something that maybe you are not happy with, right? Okay, well, that's okay. That's what's great about, you know, uh, this podcast and the world is – We can express our opinions and discuss them very well. And that's one of the things we need to do more often. I love to have discussions. So check us out. Don't forget. Thank you, folks. You guys have been fantastic. Over 100 countries we have listeners in. And we want to keep expanding not just the countries, but the audience within all these countries, including the U.S., help us do that just by letting everybody know about the show because we're going to be increasing some of our topics that will include a lot more audience when it comes to baseball descriptions and baseball shows. So again, I'm Pete Caliendo. Thanks for joining me today. And don't forget, be safe, be healthy. God bless you. And we will see you on the next show.
0: This has been Baseball Outside the Box with Peter Caliendo. Listen online at BaseballOutsideTheBox.com and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and all major podcast outlets. Join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Get all of our podcasts now at LineUpMedia.fm. This podcast was a presentation of LineUpMedia.fm.